When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Hey Cobbers, from the land down under, this is the Cricket Badger Big Bash Daily Podcast. Whether you're with the Strikers, the Stars or the Sixers, you might be a renegade, enjoy the heat, love the thunder, like a scorcher or prefer hurricanes. Brought to you in association with bluecrocodile.co.uk. Tie your kangaroo down, put another shrimp on the barbie and enjoy the fun. It's gonna be a ripper. Big Bash 10. Hello everybody, welcome along. It's another edition of the Cricket Badger Podcast, the Big Bash Dailies. It's the third incarnation of our Big Bash Daily coverage of the Australian T20 competition. I'm James Butler, the Cricket Badger, as I explained on the preview, like a cricket nuffy for Australians. And uh, thank you very much indeed to bluecrocodile.co.uk, snapping up the right mortgages for you bluecrocodile.co.uk joined on today's podcast by two newbies for the big bash coverage but one of them is an old hand from the IPL days as well introduce him first Rito Mitra good to have you back with me yeah James nice to be back on the podcast and you're our Sydney Sixers supporter as we go through this one you you obviously weren't on the preview show that we did the other day how do you think of Sydney Sixers chances this time around you you, you confident they're going to do well yeah, of course I'm confident. They are the defending champions of the tournament, so I'm looking forward to them defending their crown. Unfortunately, they didn't get up to a very good start. I thought they were in control of their chase for a long time, and when wins got out, that's when, that's when things just got uh, away from us. Yeah, it's, it's not how you start a competition, Rito, is it? It's how you finish it, and Sydney Sixers will still be confident they can come through. Hobart Hurricanes, though, their supporter on the Big Bash dailies is Abai Meta and Abai, welcome to the Cricket Badger podcast. Good to have you with us. Thank you. I'm also very excited. How about Hurricanes? You'd have been quite pleased with how they started. Absolutely, because um, I think uh, they always speak a punch above their weight in all the BBL tournaments, I suppose. This time I'm optimistic, but at the same time, uh, it will really depend on how they handle all the changes because uh, Sandeep Lamichane, uh, Kimo Paul isn't there. Uh, they don't have Matthew Wade till now. Uh, and probably some more foreign recruits will also join in. So how they blend, you know, the people coming in during the mid stages uh, and how they keep performing would be crucial. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this big patch pans out across the two months of the competition. We'll talk a little bit about the bio bubbles a little bit later on as well. In changing times like these, make a change yourself. 
buy your own home. Still living with parents or renting? Why not buy your first property? Mortgage rates are lower than ever. Speak to Blue Crocodile. Blue Crocodile? Yeah, Blue Crocodile. They'll get you the right first time buy a deal by searching the market for the most competitive option for you. They don't bite, they're just straight talking people like me. Give them a bell or go online. Blue Crocodile. Let's um, go back to today's game, the second game of uh, BBL 10. Saw Brisbane Heat against the Melbourne Stars. In the previous show, we were a little bit uh, damning of Brisbane Heat's chances in this competition. We voted that they would finish bottom of the pile. Melbourne Stars, one of the favourites, certainly the bookies' favourite, to win the competition this time around. They were our third pick for winning BBL 10. And I suppose it's early days, but we were kind of proving a little bit right. Brisbane Heat, I thought... A little bit off the boil today, Rito. They made 125, easily chased down by the Melbourne Stars, who picked up all four points. And Brisbane have got a bit to do, haven't they? Well, yes, I think Brisbane Heat were just a bit too ordinary in this match. And I thought their batting would be ordinary throughout this competition, with every day Villiers pulling out and Tom Banton pulling out today that bubble fatigue that you mentioned. So they were quite ordinary, and Melbourne Stars have chased it down quite easily as well. And T20, yes. it's a fairly young format, Abai, isn't it? But the it looked a little bit about sort of men against boys today. Melbourne Stars got a lot of experience in their ranks. Brisbane Heat are um, maybe not quite as uh, impressive on paper. There's a lot on Chris Lynn, isn't there, for Brisbane Heat? He's their experienced man, their captain. He needs to have a, a really good tournament if uh, Brisbane are going to do anything. Very much, very much. Today's uh, scorecard is a very familiar uh, storyline uh, across the previous BBLs as well. Brisbane have always had that firepower. This time it's a bit lesser than previous editions, in fact, because as uh, uh, Ritu mentioned about uh, A.B. De Villiers not being there and then Tom Banton also pulling out, they've also given up on cutting. So, so they've reduced some firepower this time uh, during the trading windows. And uh, Labushan is, isn't there right now either. They depend a lot on Lynn. It's not an unfamiliar situation for Lynn because Lynn has, uh, you know, carried prison uh, heat since all these additions. But let's see what happens. Uh, their bowling also is not so strong. They've just got Ben Laughlin uh, who could, who would probably steer their bowling. But you need uh, good five bowlers in T20 cricket. So it doesn't look so good. Whereas Melbourne Stars, as usual, they've packed their side with Extremely good Australian players as well as foreign recruits. Look, Besto was ruled out and then they quickly got Fletcher who's available from the first game. Even though sad they've not won a single tournament, they always start as favourites for me. Um, and they just showed it today as well. Marcus Stoinis did not strike today, but uh, it's a long tournament. So they've got Zampa, Stoinis, Maxwell, they've got everything. Yeah, Melbourne Stars have always got big-name players, haven't they? And I, I described them, Rito, on the preview as being a little bit like the Royal Challenges Bangalore. Lots of star-studded players in there, but they've never won the title. Do you think it might be different this time around? I mean, Maxwell's in, in fantastic form. He has been of late. Kings Eleven fans will be feel a little bit short-changed by Glenn Maxwell because he's scoring runs in every single competition apart from the IPL. But Melbourne Stars do look as if they've got a, a really good side this time. Yeah, Melbourne Stars have always been there. and couple of seasons ago, how they lost that final against Melbourne Renegades, I'm, I still don't know. Again, they were in cruise control. They lost it last last season also against the Sydney Sixers. They lost it in the final. Now, again, as you mentioned, Glenn Maxwell, Brianda Sevak has been quite severe on him about that. He plays the IPL only about enjoying. There is no seriousness from him about it. So I'm seeing how, I want to see how Glenn Maxwell goes around, 
in this BBL as a captain. We said by that um, Brisbane Heat have got a lot to do to try and get themselves competitive in this competition. Sometimes, though, in, in T20 competitions around the world, the teams that start the worst gradually kind of learn from their mistakes and come back strongly in the second half. Do you think there's potential for Brisbane do you, or do you think they're going to be towards the bottom end of the table all the way through? It's a hard one to say. We've seen Chris Lynn really come into form and, you know, win a lot of matches for Brisbane when they've been down and out. We've seen him do that. Probably if something out of the ordinary he does and he gets makes some good bowling plans with the bowlers, it, it all depends on Lynn. Uh, it's over-dependence like we discussed on Lynn because he's the captain and a, a captain is going to be very crucial if your T20 side is struggling. He is the best batsman as well. He's got Jimmy Pearson and hopefully um, uh, some some foreign recruit uh, can come in and support him. Dan, Dan Lawrence is going to be useful. He's I've seen quite a bit of Dan playing for Essex and, and, and England Lions and He's just been actually announced in England's test team to go to Sri Lanka. Um, so congratulations to him on that. But he was run out for eight today. But yeah, potentially the Brisbane Heat is the right kind of team for him to go into where he's going to be quite an important cog in their wheel. And maybe uh, if he stands up, they could claim a few wins as we go through. But certainly on the first knockings today, Brisbane Heat not particularly impressive. As I say, bowled out for 125 Melbourne Stars, taking all four points because they're ahead at the 10 over mark as well. 129 for four. bluecrocodile.co.uk Sort your mortgage in a snap. Are you a first-time buyer with your eyes on that dream house? Are you wanting to move or looking for a better mortgage deal? Let's Blue Crocodile find the right mortgage for you. 10% deposit mortgages are returning. If you need to know how much you can afford to borrow, just visit bluecrocodile.co.uk Every day on the Cricket Badger Big Bash Dailies, we're going to be picking our Blue Crocodile Cricketer of the Match. And I'll give you a couple of well, my nominations for this. And then I'll ask Gabai and Rito to give their suggestions as well. But there's not too many Brisbane Heat players that I don't I think are really in contention. Obviously, the losing side as well. But I did think that Xavier Bartlett, uh, with his one for 28, bowled quite nicely for them at the top of the Melbourne Stars reply. And took, a, took one wicket, but contributed to taking two or three early ones and, and just threatening to derail Melbourne Stars at one stage but it really does have to be a Melbourne Stars player. Today we saw Nathan Coulton-Isle with his 4 for 10 from 3.5 overs. He really did take a load of wickets towards the end of the Brisbane Heat innings and denied them any kind of momentum going through to the uh, end of their 20 overs and with the bat as well we saw Hilton Cartwright, he ended 46 not out from 42 balls. And Glenn Maxwell, the aforementioned, 46 from him from 26 deliveries, three fours and three sixes for the big show. Rito, start with you. Where would you go if you were steering me towards the Blue Crocodile player of the match today? Well, James, frankly, for today's matches, hard to look past uh, Nathan Coulton. In his 3.5 overs, he took four wickets for 10 runs. And also he got two run outs, so... He would be my group broker, man of the match. Yeah, he did contribute to elsewhere as well, didn't he? In the in the field, contributed towards six of the uh, dismissals that they had. Abai, would you agree with uh, Rito, Nathan Coulton, are you, man? Very much, very much. Uh, really impressed uh, by Coulton, Isle. He's had so many injuries in his career. Probably these so slow bounces he's bowling are uh, becoming very effective, and uh, they've given him a new stride in his uh, career. I I feel. 
I completely agree. There's going to be some days as we go through the big bash where there's maybe four or five candidates and we, we debate it hotly. But I think today um, the standout player, Nathan coulton he is the Blue Crocodile cricketer of the match. Mortgages are simpler than you think when you have a crocodile on your side. Blue Crocodile, making mortgages snappy and simple. Visit bluecrocodile.co.uk, follow them on Twitter at Blue Croc Money, or find them on Facebook, Blue Crocodile. Chaps, uh, there's been a couple of uh, signings announced over the last uh, 12 or 24 hours. Um, I think don't think one of them's absolutely fully confirmed yet. Harris Ralph coming back to the Melbourne Stars after playing so well for them last season, the Pakistan fast bowler. And also Jake Ball, the Nottinghamshire and England uh, pace bowler. He's uh, coming back to the Sydney Sixers. Start with you, Rito. Obviously, Sydney Sixers man. Are you you pleased to see that? Well, James, frankly speaking, Tom Curran will be a big miss for Sydney Sixers. Over the past couple of seasons, he has impressed on one and all hugely with his batting and as well as dead bowling as well. So it's going to be a big miss uh, in Tom Curran. But Jake Ball is a fine cricket bowler. He bowls that hard length pretty well and he take, he keeps the batsman under check and takes wicket at crucial stages. So, Jake Ball should be a good uh, signing. Yeah, he's a, he's a very good uh, T20 bowler for not certainly. I've seen a, a fair bit of him in, in the T20 blast. So, uh, I think he's certainly going to play his part. And Harris Ralph Abai, he's uh, a fairly young Pakistani fast bowler. I first saw him out in Abu Dhabi, actually, in a, in a, for Lahore Qalandas and impressed me there. Played really nicely in the Big Bash last time, and Melbourne Stars have done well to get him back again. And you know, we've already talked about Melbourne Stars. They they looked impressive today, but if they can add quality to their ranks, then they're going to be hard to beat. Very much. Uh, we I touched upon that point uh, about Melbourne Stars. This is a good signing. Harris Roff is in form. Uh, saw him play in the PSL qualifiers as well. He did quite well, so he'd be very happy to be back. Uh, because he had such good memories in the previous BBL. Just uh, Star's lineup just go, gets on getting stronger and stronger. Puran will also join them at some point. Uh, so mm. they're a strong side. And even right now, they have Dilbar Hussain, who did well for them. Was, Another Pakistani fast bowler. Yeah, I was impressed with him today as well. So the Melbourne Stars, it's shaping up nicely for them. Their fans can be very happy after their first outing and with the news that's surrounding their camp as well. Badges are furry creatures. 85% of women badges think bad grooming is a major turn-off. 80% of women badges think men should trim below the belt. 89% of men think good grooming is essential to the professional success. Don't just dismiss it out of hand. Get on there, manscaped.com. Check out their great range of male grooming accessories. Hygiene, appearance, attractiveness, confidence. Simply go to manscaped.com, quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com, together we save balls. Last night, uh, David Milan did an interview with the BBC. He's stuck in a hotel room. He's serving his two weeks of isolation before he can join in the big bash. We've seen overseas players coming in and out and obviously having to serve their periods of isolation as well. A few of the England players, Johnny, uh, well, Johnny Bairstow's in the test team, but we've seen uh, Tom Curran withdraw and Tom Banton withdraw as well because of bubble fatigue, basically, after a, an English summer and IPL duties, etc., 
It is tough, isn't it, to be a cricketer these days, Rito? Obviously, we're massively appreciative as, as cricket fans to see these players making these sacrifices to play in these competitions and, and then to entertain us. But it's not an easy life, is it, staring at a hotel room for two weeks waiting to join in the party? Well, not at all, James. It's very hard to be a cricketer, and especially with those hotels that are on the ground, like Emirates Old Trafford and AG's Bolt. They don't have anywhere to go. Probably the golf course uh, beside the hotel, that's, that's it. Now, all they can do is FaceTime their uh, families and that's all. All if, if a cricketer has had a bad day at, at the field, then he will come back to his room and recollect about the match. He has nowhere to go. Not everyone is, is Jofra Archer who will go back to his Xbox and play Fortnite over there. <laughs> Yeah, and Abai, it's, uh, I mean, you're in, you're sitting in Sweden, but David Milan also said that he, he found the South African tour, I know it finished badly and finished abruptly because of COVID, a COVID outbreak, but the hotel there was away from the ground. And as, as Rito just said, I heard Jimmy Anderson say it, I've heard Joss Butler say it, David Milan said it last night, you open your curtains in the morning and the first thing you see is the square on the cricket ground. And there is literally no escape. You are living, breathing and playing cricket 24-7. Everybody's human. All of the, you know. Sometimes I think people forget that these cricketers are human. They need an escape and they need to kind of recharge their batteries and have some relaxing time as well. It's difficult, isn't it? Yes, truly. Uh, Ritu, and you've mentioned, uh, you've spoken about this point in a good way. Uh, it's very hard. Uh, there's no choice. These are the times we are living in. So cricketers, uh, I'm, I'm sure, are doing their best, as best as they can. And they're opting out of tours when it's uh, absolutely impossible for them to sustain. Rito, we've talked about the rule changes on, on both of the podcasts so far, but it's early days in this bug bash and we're still learning the ropes really with these rule changes. I, I'm yet to make my mind up on a couple. I think the, the power surge is interesting when, play, when teams use that power surge. I don't think Brisbane Heat used it very well today. Melbourne Stars didn't use it at all in the end because they just romped home without having to use their second or their last two power play overs. The X factor, we've not seen any substitutions yet in the competition. And I don't think we will, unless it's one team is massively on top. And both games, although it was fairly one-sided today, it wasn't so one-sided that substitutions were made. Um, and the Big Bash boost, though, I think is something which I'm, I, I, I was a bit dismissive of when I first saw it being announced. But quite like the point for being ahead after 10 overs. We've seen um, Sydney Sixers yesterday lose the game but pick up a point. Uh, Melbourne Stars obviously took all four points today, but I quite like the the big bash boost. How do you stand on it? Well, I also like that uh, big bash boost. Uh, new rule about splitting one point for the team who has been ahead after ten overs. Well, it gives a new t- tactic to the team of being always ahead of the team batting first. Otherwise, they're going to lose out one on one crucial point, which might haunt them at the end of the tournament. And again. Talking about X-factor players, I think teams might not use it. As you said, until unless one team is massively on top or the pitch is behaving absolutely opposite to their imagination. So you might might not see it. And again, talking about the other rule, about the passage, now batting teams are using it as uh, setting up themselves for the end overs. So probably that's... Again, again, going against the bowlers, but as spectators, we like fours and sixes being hit. I think, Abai, I'm not against innovation at all. As I say, I think two of the three introductory rules that they brought in this time are, are good uh, and maybe quite interesting as we go through this big bash. But they all seem to be weighted towards the uh, the batting side, don't they? 
Um, there's not much help for a bowler out there at times. But is there, is there any of the three rules that you either really hate or that you really like? My initial reaction, I saw the comments everywhere and everybody was uh, more in terms of why so many rules. Uh, but I'm I'm quite pro uh, to these new rules because they'll create more discussion points amongst fans and also the ones running the show. Based on the experiences, good or bad, uh, they can continue with the good exp- good ones. So I'm quite pro to these um, new rules uh, because they'll create more experiences and those, this, those could be adopted elsewhere as well. Power surge seems very exciting, uh, but you also touched the point that it's very much in favor of uh, the batting team. But uh, the power surge is my favorite uh, new rule, uh, which could be used by the batting teams in some intelligent way. So I look forward to that during this tournament. It's bizarre, isn't it? Because when I first saw the three rules, it was the power surge and the big bash boost that I wasn't too keen on. And the, the substitutes um, thing I thought would be okay. Um, I've actually just changed a complete 180 on those now. I actually quite like the, the two the two rules that I didn't like. And I, I the, the substitute one, I think, you know, you pick your best 11, stick to it. You, re, you know, it's, it's all, a lot of cricket is about reading the pitch and working out your strategy ahead of the game as well as during the game. And I think substitutions make uh, will give you a get-out clause from that. Early days, I'm still kind of make, getting my head around them and we'll see how they pan out over the next few weeks. It's been great to have you back on, Rito. Good to talk to you again. We'll speak to you again soon. And Abai, it's been fantastic to uh, welcome you to the Cricket Budget Podcast. Thank you to you both. Yeah, great to be back on the podcast, James. I'm looking forward to the next edition. Thanks a lot. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening as well. Get in touch with us as well at cricket underscore badger on the Twitter feed. If there's anything we bring up that you want to have a well, make your own comments on, then get in touch on the at cricket underscore badger Twitter feed. Thank you to bluecrocodile.co.uk, snapping up the right mortgages for you. Bluecrocodile.co.uk, thank you to them for their support of this Big Bash Daily podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. It's a double header on the first Saturday of the uh, Big Bash this time around. Saturday sees Melbourne Stars taking on the Sydney Thunder at the Manuka Oval. The Melbourne Renegades are in action against the Perth Scorchers, my team, for Big Bash 10 at the Blunston Arena. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back every single day through Big Bash 10. That means I'll see you again tomorrow. Big Bash 10. Thanks for listening. We'll bring you another edition of the Cricket Badger Big Bash Daily Podcast in association with bluecrocodile.co.uk tomorrow. See you then. Sports Social Podcast Network.